Hi, folks. Today we're sharing with you our fifth Costa Rica Pura Vida Lifestyle podcast series episode that deals with how one acquires their residency, also called legal status, here in Costa Rica. It's a very important and also involved process from start to finish. It is a process that more and more individuals and families are doing now. So many people moving to Costa Rica, so much stress and uncertainty in the lives of many all over the world, it seems. And Costa Rica is that Pura Vida lifestyle land of peace, biodiversity, and hope <laughs> for a more sane and tranquil life for all who care to find it. Today and throughout the coming weeks, I will be speaking with Kevin McNamee, who is the representative for Costa Rica immigration and moving experts. He and his entire team have been helping hundreds of people in acquiring their legal status and everything that is involved with the process for many, many years now. He is an expert, he's a professional, and a perfectionist when it comes to his business, and I'm so happy to have him here with us. We are in the process of recording a series of question and answer type episodes. Each episode will address and answer two to four questions regarding the residency process. You will learn about how to begin, how the entire procedure works, timeframes, and so much more. Most important, you will meet a new friend that will definitely have your best interest at hand when you allow him to work hard for you. One of his clients told me that it is like hiring someone to build a new home for you. Kevin and his team roll, rolls up their sleeves and they don't waste any time in tackling the task at hand, getting you and your family ready to enjoy Costa Rica, perhaps for the rest of your life. Kevin, I say welcome to you for the fifth time. Thank you in advance for spending a few minutes with us explaining what you know and what we need to know about residency in Costa Rica. Well, thank you very much for the invitation. We look forward to passing on some information to our interested prospects and future clients. Well, that's beautiful because that's exactly what we're here for. Kevin, in our first four episodes, we discussed your personal history here in Costa Rica how you got started in the residency business, and we also touched on many other important points. We also reviewed the three main types of statuses, how one determines what status to pursue, and why one needs to even think about legal status in the first place. We're here with many of our listeners, and they're eager to hear what you have to say. So with your permission, let's get started. Kevin, we have two to three questions to go over today, depending on the time. First, what are the steps involved that you and your team take when a client tells you that he's ready to begin the legal status process? Well, step number one is actually we receive their inquiry. We ask them what particular questions they have and which type of legal status it is that they prefer or they feel they're qualified for. We discuss that because we know from our perspective that they may be choosing the a different option than what we would choose for them. But of course, it is a case where the client is always right, except when they're wrong. And we try to first off ascertain what it is they need, what they have to bring to the table to support that decision they made. And then we go step by step about first the paperwork and then the processing of the paperwork 
from their home country to Costa Rica. When they get to Costa Rica, there's paperwork we need to create here, such as paying the application fees for the for the client, having the power limited power of attorney created on and on. There's we'll list the, the particular items later in this in this session, but it's very important that the comfort level is there for the client. And we we really do take great pains or great care to make sure that there is no stress or unnecessary stress. There's always stress and everything, but it's, we minimize it to the greatest degree that we can possibly do. Well, sure, and that makes a lot of sense. And uh, I really appreciate the fact that you say that you take the time with each individual because for you, it's not stressful, but especially uh, for somebody who's planning on moving to another country, I could say there's some problems that could arise. <laughs> Kevin, can you talk a little bit about the paperwork involved with the residency process? And what the heck does apostille mean? I hear that word all the time. Okay, I'm going to approach the apostille word first, because it is a we hear it also, and, and it's understandable, but people don't normally get involved with documents that need apostilling. Apostilling, it's apostilling is just basically a certificate of authentication, the signature of a public official or a document for use in another country. Members of the Hague Convention, the USA being a member, and incidentally, Canada is not, they have a, a signed an agreement that documents signed by respective authorities in each country are recognized each by each other. So it just makes the collection of the documents and getting them apostilled witnessed so much easier for, for example, Americans. The paperwork that we require uh, today, I'm going to quote only Americans because they're slightly different requirements for proofs and such. Canadians do not like to be told that they have to go to the FBI in the U.S., so I'm sure that Americans don't appreciate talking talk about go to the RCMP and get your documents. So we'll talk about Americans only today in this slight deviation for Canadians or non-signatory uh, countries with non-signatory uh, agreements. But to answer the question, apostille means certification. It's a French word. Uh, Hague Convention, of course, originated in Europe and therefore they use their terminology. The paperwork, again, we're just going to pertain to Americans at the moment. So we break it down into, into two groups. The paperwork you must bring to Costa Rica with you, and then the paperwork we create here in Costa Rica for you. This is for all three types of legal statuses, pensionado, rentista, or resident investor. Common doc documents would be everybody brings a birth certificate, either new and certified or 
the original birth certificate, if not available, can be, the requirement can be satisfied by swearing in front of a lawyer here, our lawyer, that it is a true indication of the person on, on the application is the person that has the birth certificate, but it's not available to them. A second requirement is for married people, a certified copy of the marriage certificate. It must be apostilled also. FBI report, FBI background check, again, must be apostilled. We get the passport, everybody on the application form must have a clear stamp from immigration showing the entry date, very important. Uh, officialdom here is alive and well. If the stamp of entry is not clear or smudged or is partially on the page and partially not, immigration will not accept it. So take a moment when you arrive and make sure your stamp is clear and tell the officer that you are applying for status so that he will make sure that it's clear. The other document here we create actually is the limited power of attorney with our lawyer allowing us to represent you in the application process. We also create the formal letter of application for the specific type of legal status you are applying for. Why can we write that letter? It's because we now have a limited power of attorney Allow, allowing us to represent you at any immigration requirement. We submit the forms for you, we submit the payments for you, et cetera, et cetera. We actually become you as it pertains to your application for immigration. And just as a bit of a side, and I'm sure everybody knows this, but always, always, always here in Costa Rica, anywhere, never, sign a general power of attorney. Always has to be specifically geared towards, in this case, immigration, okay? Now, the paperwork that we need here for, first off, let's say resident investor status, is the proof that there's, in addition to the paperwork you brought down, is a proof of approved investment in Costa Rica in the amount of no less than $200,000. People are confused at the moment, thinking it's $150,000. Yes, they voted on it in Congress. Yes, the president signed it. And no, they have not written it up in the official La Cazata, which is the official paper that makes the final step. Why they haven't, we don't know. But at the moment, the amount is $200,000, period personal data sheet for each individual on the application. We will fill this out for you. We also on our webpage have a form that you click on and you can fill it out yourself. We need to have photos taken for yourselves and fingerprints. Some people say, well, uh, I read that you no longer need fingerprints. Well, for a short term this year, fingerprints were not required. They reinactivated re that requirement. It has to do with uh, various reasons, one being that Americans no, no longer have 
to register with the embassy. Therefore, they don't have a record of who you are here in Costa Rica. Okay, that would be the requirements for, uh, again, specifically part for resident investor status. Rentista, this is the folks that have $60,000 in deposit in a national bank, and we recommend that that national bank be here in Costa Rica. And the letter, the, the bank will produce, will say, yet so-and-so is has entitlement, has $60,000 on deposit with the bank, and that the individual has access to those funds at a rate of $2,500 a month for the next two years. 24 months, $2,500, $60,000. And then after the $60,000 are done, it's a renewable so that the application is renewable and has to indicate another $60,000 in that account. And that is the basic requirement for basic different requirement for uh, Rentista. The last one being now the pensionado, basically a proof that you have uh, a pension guaranteed for life of $1,000 at least per month and very easy, to, or social security. That also qualifies if it's over $1,000. Very simple to get a proof of that is just applying sending an email or a phone call to your embassy here in Costa Rica. They'll produce a, a, a letter or an email stating that fact, and lo and behold, immigration here accepts that email from us because it comes from the embassy and they're familiar with it. Photos and fingerprints are required. And that basically sums up the general paperwork coming from the U.S. plus the paperwork we can recreate here and we submit those documents on your behalf. Kevin, thank you so much. That was so much information just packed into a little bit of time, and we certainly appreciate it. Uh, we've posted Kevin's contact information and his website address in the program notes that are associated with this specific episode. I urge you to follow up with him through his Contact Us page of his website. I'm also going to post today's recording of our Q&A session on the site as well. When you're ready to have all of your questions answered and all of your concerns addressed, Kevin and his team are standing by to get started with your pathway to a new life in one of the happiest countries on the planet. By the way, if you haven't already, be sure to listen to our first four conversations with Kevin regarding residency. All the links are posted at the bottom of his homepage on his website at Costa Rica Immigration and Moving Experts.com. That's Costa Rica Immigration and Moving Experts.com. Thanks again, Kevin. We'll see you soon for our new conversation together tomorrow, talking about everything you need to know about acquiring your legal status here in Costa Rica. Well, you're welcome entirely, Skip, and I look forward to our conversation tomorrow morning. My Have pleasure. a nice weekend. My pleasure.